Welcome to Vedic Living. I'm Ben Collins. In this series of podcasts, Apana Kanokar and I explore ways to utilize the insights of the ancient Vedic rishis to establish a life full of good health, balance, and spiritual fulfillment. This week, Aparna is going to talk about the new year. New year, new you. Getting a fresh start through Ayurveda. And we end with a number of unique mantras, especially one for removing debt. That's certainly appropriate to the accomplishment of a fresh new start to the new year. Well, good morning, Aparna. Good morning, Ben. It's good to talk to you again. Well, when we think of a fresh start, we usually think of doing so in order to get more wealth or success or happiness or health. And uh, there's an interesting Vedic story about this, uh, where in the beginning, Brahma created the three worlds, uh, heaven, earth, and Patala, the underworld, the world below. And to help the inhabitants of the universe understand its mysteries, Brahma gave the secrets of the Vedas to the Sapta Rishi, the seven Rishis who were born from his thoughts. Now, six of them, six of his sons, used this knowledge to gain wisdom, and they invoked Saraswati, the goddess of knowledge. Makes sense. Now, the problem was that very quickly they realized that even as as enlightened as they were, all this wisdom did nothing to fill their stomachs. (laughs) So the seventh son, Brigu, uh, went to Varuna, Uh, Varuna is the god of water, the god of the sea. And he taught Brighu that ultimately all things are food and that the world was composed of those that eat and the things that are eaten. So Brighu used this knowledge to invoke Lakshmi, who's the goddess of abundance in all forms. And Lakshmi is sometimes called Bhargavil. Uh, she who is conceived by Brigu. So all the other rishis, his brothers, went to Brigu and said, wow, we know everything about the cosmos, but everybody's ignoring us. We've got no income and no way to provide for our needs. So in response, Brigu, in the Brigu Samhita, teaches them, among other things, Jyotish, astrology, palmistry, Vastu, and uh, other, you know, other subjects. And he tells them, the world needs you to see the future in order to sustain its wealth. In exchange for telling the future, you may demand the wealth that you need. So, when we're focused on a new me in a new year, certainly we have to start with Ganesha, because everything starts with Ganesha, to remove obstacles. And then Lakshmi, because her blessings are vital for our success, even if we're ultimately focused on spiritual goals, as were the six sons of Brahma. So we'll uh, we'll we'll end the podcast with a good with a good Lakshmi and Ganesha mantra. Sounds in wonderful. in in the meantime. What else do we need to do? Lots of things. Lots of good things. <laughs> okay. Well, I I have a hard time buying into the hype of make resolutions and start working out and eating better because I really subscribe to the idea that health is a lifelong process. It's not something you ignore all year and suddenly in January out of guilt. 
you start exercising or eating better. Um, and for me, it's easy has been easier because Ayurveda inspires a good lifestyle overall. That's the greatness of it. It's user friendly. You can do it at home with minimal effort, but you see the results and they make you feel so good. So now that the holidays are over, the celebrations are over, it's time to get grounded and refocused on health and balance again. And one of the first things I want to share is that um, we're too overstimulated, so it would be good to move slowly, accomplish one thing at a time, and savor it and relish it. I, I have to remind myself of this often in my daily list of things to accomplish, I get so absorbed in it that I sometimes don't uh, pay full attention to what my children are saying. And, and then when I realize what I'm doing, um, I'm able to stop and give them, because these relationships are more important than anything else. Um, plus, when so, you're, so just, you're saying, so you're saying reduce the multitasking. Yeah. It's not something to be proud of. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in the West is so proud of themselves that they can do four things at one time, including myself. But it's really not such a good thing because you end up not giving any any one of these tasks your full undivided attention. You don't do a good job of any of it, probably. And the worst part is that you don't feel good afterwards. You're exhausted. Your mind is overworked, overstimulated, overwhelmed, um, too much vata issues. Um on the same note, do less, accomplish more. Um, I know this is very contradictory to everything we're socially trained to believe. Work hard, get things done. Um, I would encourage all of us to have a little bit more trust that things will unfold. We make the effort and allow the universe to work on our behalf. So while you wait for things to unfold... Take time for self-care, which includes, of course, meditation. Take a bath. Read poetry. I love reading poetry. It's just it brings you back to the to your heart space instead of being so much in your mind. Um, also, speak consciously. You know, it's very important. It helps with our emotional health, creates happiness, which is a quality of sattva, and of course, it creates a healthier healthier heart. Sleep a lot, eight hours at least. Sleep is very important for accomplishing your goals. It rests the nervous system. It rejuvenates the body. Go to bed at 9.30 or 10. Get at least eight hours, at least seven. And know that 50% of Americans have sleep problems. They can't fall asleep. They wake up in the middle of the night. In fact, we're going to do an entire podcast just on sleep. You're going to love it, Ben. Good. And um, eat vata pacifying foods. This is vata season, so eat warm soups. Avoid dry foods like popcorn, raw vegetables, nuts, crackers. Sip some ginger tea all day. Um, you can use fennel. If you have some pitta issues, you can have a little bit of ginger and a little bit of fennel so it balances it out. And... Um, one of my favorite things is using aroma oils. I love using essential oils for, well, for smelling good, but also feeling good. And today I'm going to share with you some of the oils that are good for different doshas. Um, 
Vata's benefit from using basil oil, citrus essential oil, clove, lavender, frankincense, jatamansi, which is harder to find. Um, it's, it's a plant that grows only in the Himalayas. And it has a very strange, it's sort of like hing. It will mm -hmm. remind you of hing in a little, you know, in some ways, but it's very grounding, has a very earthy kind of smell. Very wonderful for vata. Vetiver is one of my most favorites. And sage. These are all good for vata. For pitta, jasmine, ang lang, sandalwood, rose, neroli. Those are all great oils. Kaphas will benefit from using rosemary, tulsi, which is holy basil, lemon, eucalyptus, juniper, and also basil. So back to our new year, new, year, new you. Um, do not skip meals. It aggravates pitta and kapha, and it's not very good for your metabolism. Even if you eat just a small cup of soup, do it. Don't skip meals. And breathe. I know we're all breathing because we're alive, but learn some pranayama and do... Um, do practice it because it's very settling to the nervous system. And pranayama, you can heat or cool your body by breathing through using pranayama techniques. Also consider eating stewed apples for breakfast. Um, think of the word breakfast, you know, break your fast. So you don't want to have this gigantic heavy meal. You want it to be light and warm and nourishing. And stewed apples are the best. Uh, because it helps with elimination. And also, cooked apples have more fiber in them than raw apples. It has many nutrients. And also use spices in your diet. Um, you can add cinnamon and a little bit of clove to your stewed apples in the morning or a little bit of nutmeg. And use all the other spices that we've talked about in our other podcast. You know, I'm going to uh, interject here that uh, my, my Christmas present for myself, mm -hmm. uh, on your recommendation, Aparna, mm -hmm. I went and I bought an expensive, fancy rice cooker. Awesome. Now, Sanyo uh, has one for about $100 mm -hmm. that has a slow cook feature and also a timer built in. Mm -hmm. And also a setting for rice porridge. Now, so what this is, is you add extra water and it like overcooks the rice and it becomes, you know, kind of like, uh, imagine, you know, cream of wheat, but made with rice. Yeah. And if you put some sliced apples in that, they end up stewed mm -hmm. and, you know, you set it for, you know, an hour or so before you wake up. There's your breakfast. That's right. And that alone has made, you know, a big difference, um, you know, in my daily routine because, you, you know, you start off, you start, it's funny, you start the day with some good food, it makes a big difference. It's so much better than, you know, coffee, tea, and a piece of toast or a donut, even worse. Yeah, right? yeah definitely. Plus all the other good stuff that you, you know, that you mentioned in terms of, uh, lentils, which, you know, it's not that hard to cook lentils, but the idea of 
letting them soak for several hours or overnight and then cooking them on the stove and you have to watch them and stir them. You know, this uh, rice cooker, because it has the slow cook feature, you know, pop some lentils in, uh, add the water, add the spices, uh, set the timer, and when it's lunchtime or dinner time, boom, you know, yeah. it's all there for you. So that's a, I think that's a great way to, um, a great addition, you know, yeah. as you're saying, to, to, your, to your routines like this. That's one of the things I have all my coaching clients do is I go through their kitchen and one of the first things we order is a rice cooker and a slow cooker. And I teach them how to use it because it reduces your cooking time, but you have these fresh meals. You're not standing in front of the stove stirring the beans or the legumes, just like you mentioned, but the rice cooker is working for you and it's most important that you have fresh food. So, and the yeah, expensive rice cookers do a lot better job than the $15 cheap ones. Yes. <laughs> worth, worth spending the extra money. Yes. Okay, so back to some of the new new, you, new year points. Um, maintaining your daily routine is very important. Um, be aligned with nature, be aligned with the laws of the cosmos because we are designed to be part of this wonderful universe. And if we have our own different way of doing things, then we're going to create a lot of imbalances. And one of the biggest struggles I find with my clients and friends is the whole issue of what time to go to bed. So keep that in mind. Keep it, keep it in mind that you must go to bed by 9.30 or 10 before the pitta time starts again. You want to allow your liver to do its job uninterrupted. You want to be asleep while your liver is doing its work. Otherwise, you're going to feel sluggish. Your The cleansing mechanisms won't be properly done. Purifying won't be properly done. Um, exercise every day. Not at night. The optimal time for exercise is in the morning before you eat your breakfast. Um, Ayurveda says you should exercise to 50% of your capacity. And of course, according to your dosha. So whether it's yoga or swimming or biking or walking, it's different for each of the doshas. Let go of stress. There are so many different ways to let go of stress, and exercise actually is one of the best ways to let go of stress. It's said that 80% of all modern diseases are related to stress. So meditation, of course, is another form of reducing your stress levels, whether it's japa mantra or another form of close, eyes closed or open-eyed meditation. Connect to the divine. Um, remember every day who you are and why you're here, not just like a robot, just functioning, going to your job, driving, picking up the dry cleaning, cleaning the house. But you're actually a lot more than that. Um, either give up coffee and other stimulants or reduce it. Um, very aggravating to pitta and kapha. I mean, I'm sorry, pitta and vata. We don't want that. Also commit to using fresh organic foods. Use spices and, and get rid of everything that contains artificial ingredients and preservative-laden food. It does not serve you. It's, um, it, it actually deactivates your taste buds. 
and then you keep eating more and more because you think you're going to feel satiated if you eat more and more. And what happens is actually you end up gaining weight because you don't really taste the food. You don't really get the pure static quality of foods that have preservatives in them or artificial ingredients. So stick to the simple foods. And if you must indulge, get the best piece of chocolate. Get the fattiest cheesecake. Don't go for the low fat, but eat in moderation and enjoy it. And stay motivated to make good lifestyle changes. Even if you make one change a week, it will benefit you greatly. Learn about why it's important to make changes because once you know the reason why you're supposed to make a change, you'll be more, more inclined to do it. And write your resolutions down. If it's, uh, I want to go to bed by 9 o'clock or I'm going to exercise every day, write it down, share it with your friends and family, motivate and inspire one another because then you'll actually probably achieve it faster. And be easy on yourself. Um, all the self-criticism and self-judgment, let go of that. That doesn't serve you. Another way to also track your changes or progress is by journaling, if you're inclined to do that. Even if you just mention a few things. Um, last year I was doing this, I was tracking my diet. So I would just write down what I ate every meal. I just wanted to know how much I was eating and what I what I was eating. That helped me a lot to, to see. I just was looking for some health issues to see where they were coming from. Um, and remember that winter is a dark and heavy time. Um, you're meant to rest more. You're meant to just slow down. And so don't start any kind of major workout routine or anything like that right now. Do that in spring when, you, when you're allowed to bloom and the world is fresh and new again. Rest, rest and reflect. And um, my last point, you know, spend time reflecting on your experiences in life's journey. There's a lot of meaning in each of our experiences, whether it's good or bad. There's a lot of gifts or treasures in each one of them. And when we stop to evaluate our lives on that level, it just makes it much more fruitful and meaningful. So those are my, my very simple but important points for a new you in the new year. That sounds great. There's a lot that you can do, and I think the key is to do little bits at a time. Just, you know, yes. even if it's one per month or every couple of weeks, you know, try something for a while. Um, you know, if it's, if it's a huge effort, um, you'll give up. Yes. You know, but if it's just a little something and you just, it's like just sort of readjusting slightly. Um, I, I still, you know, the 9.30 bedtime, never going to happen. But instead of going to bed at 11.30, I can go to bed at 11. Exactly. That's <laughs> right. That's all I'm asking for. All right. Good time. Well, you know, <clears throat> Ganesha is the best place to begin when you're starting something new. And, of course, you know, for the new year, we also need the blessings of Lakshmi to bring us wealth and, you know, abundance. And there are numerous mantras that invoke both Ganesha and Lakshmi together. 
And one of the simple ones is Om Gam Ganapataye Varavarada Gam Om. Uh, so it's a nice, very symmetrical uh, uh, mantra. Om Gam Ganapataye Varavarada Gam Om. Now, there's also a specific form or variation of this mantra that's um, designed particularly for the alleviation of debt, which, you know, given what's happened in the world over the past couple of years, a lot of people could use this. Uh, this mantra is intended to be practiced for 40 consecutive days in order for it to be sort of empowered and to really begin to bear fruit. So, uh, you know, another one of those... Uh, New Year's resolutions, get out your japa beads. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the mantra is Om Shreem Gam Runa Hartaye Gam Shreem Om Ganapataye Namaha. It's a little bit longer than the mantras that we usually uh, include in this podcast, but uh, it'll be posted in the show notes and you can just simply copy it down and, and read it. You know, 108 times uh, a day. Om Shreem Gam Runahartaye Gam Shreem Om Ganapataye Namaha. Uh, Shreem is the mantra that invokes Lakshmi, the goddess of abundance. Gam is Ganesha in seed form to remove obstacles. Runa is literally that which sticks to us, <laughs> which of course debts are very sticky. Hartaye means to destroy. So we want to destroy that's what is sticking to me. Gum is again, it's Ganesha. Shreem is Lakshmi. Ganapataye is Ganesha at the end. Namaha means to honor or to bow down. Uh, in essence, it's the way we say please in a mantra. Om Shreem Gum Runa Hartaye Gum Shreem Om Ganapataye Namaha. Mm-hmm. 